And we're back here with you. This is Dr. Laura Murillo, presidency of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We're so happy to be here on Intercom and as always have great guests for you uh, today, none other than our very own Fire Chief Samuel Peña, who's been in Houston now approaching his uh, second year, believe it or not. I think it's already been a year and a half. Lots of things happening with the Houston Fire Department. He's going to give us some highlights of some of the current topics that are up for discussion. Chief, welcome. Good morning, Dr. Murillo. Thank you for having me on on this beautiful day. Well, we're happy to have you, and we appreciate all of the active engagement that you and your team have had with the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We can always count on you guys. You're doing some very important work. We know that it's been uh, uh, one thing after another. You know, we welcomed you to Houston with our very own Hurricane Harvey, and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you, you and your team uh, did stellar work, and I know since then it has been nonstop for the Houston Fire Department. Yes, ma'am. It's been an active year. And, and uh, again, I thank you and the chamber for, for all the support that you give to to this community, uh, not only the fire department and public safety, but the, to the community as a whole and, and the vital service that you provide. And you're correct. You know, the last uh, last year and, uh, was was very uh, was a very active year. We had uh, we started with a Super Bowl and then we got a little visit from Harvey, which uh, which really uh, indicated the uh, the sense of community that Houston has. And, you know, we're a year out now. And uh, if you look outside, it seems like, like it never happened. So, I mean, there's, there's still a lot of work to be done. There's still a lot of people that are displaced. And, and uh, so we need to stay engaged and committed. But uh, I think as a community, uh, the city of Houston has demonstrated the, uh, really the, the, the interest that the community has in, in moving forward. And uh, they showed tremendous, uh, tremendous grit and uh, perseverance in the face of really a terrible storm. Well, and a lot has uh, transpired over this time period. Uh, the budgets are being approved, have been approved. Uh, you're getting additional resources. We've seen the work that you've done with your foundation. Uh, let's talk about all of the positive things that the Houston Fire Department has done, especially when it comes to the work that you've done with your foundation. Yes, absolutely. Look, all the credit goes to the um, to the great work that the Houston firefighters do uh, in this community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's there's no secret that we have uh, some challenges as far as assets and, and resources uh, with these limited budgets that we have uh, in, in, in this municipality. However, you are correct. The uh, the uh, private uh, and, and the engagement that we have with, with the public uh, community or the private uh, donors is, has been incredible. Through the foundation, through the Firefighter Foundation of Houston, we received uh, over $600,000 in the last year in donations for vital equipment. You know, we've, uh, we've acquired um, four high water vehicles through the foundation. We've acquired uh, additional safety equipment for our firefighters that, uh, that will be processed, you know, commercial washers for the gear. We've uh, implemented certain um, uh, additional safeguards for our firefighters through donations, through private donations. And so the corporate uh, uh, partnership that uh, that we have in this in this community, in the city of Houston, has been extraordinary. And I'm, uh, I'm thankful for for their commitment and uh for their involvement and engagement in in public safety without the the private uh donors through the foundation uh we would be at a different uh in a different platform right now but uh i am uh i'm encouraged that uh, we're going to keep moving forward we have uh done a lot of positive things i can tell you that in the last year since harvey we've doubled the amount of evacuation boats that we have in our fleet we've doubled the amount of rescue boats that we have in our fleet 
We started with one high water vehicle that we received on the day that Harvey made land, uh, landfall in, uh, in, in Rockport, and now we're up to eight units. Um, we've uh, invested in, into vital training uh, for our firefighters, into certifications for our firefighters. We've implemented a water rescue task force uh, and strike team that will be readily deployable in case of a, uh, of a large flooding incident. We've implemented certain um, health and safety programs that have been lacking in the, in the city of Houston mm-hmm. for our firefighters. So all in all, you know, I am encouraged in the positive steps that, uh, that this community has taken and that this department has taken to ensure that we're better prepared to serve the community of Houston. Well, let's talk about that health and safety. Uh, we've read recently a lot about the exposure that firefighters uh, uh, have to deal with and some of the steps that, that Houston is taking to make sure that our firefighters are safe. Right. So, you know, um, cancer has been one of the, um, has been on the news a lot, firefighters' uh, exposure to cancer. Now, I can tell you that the, uh, that the primary uh, reason for line of duty deaths for firefighters continues to be heart disease and vehicle accidents. But I think a lot of that is because we haven't tracked the incidence of cancer in the fire service, and that has gotten a lot of attention here recently. There are, um, you know, firefighters are exposed to the uh, the products of combustion uh, that deposit themselves, the soot and the smoke that deposits on, the, on their gear. Mm-hmm. And um, that we're finding out now, there, there have been numerous studies that have linked um, those exposures to certain types of cancers uh, in the fire service. So really it's on us as administrators to, to, um, to address those needs in the areas that we can to try to prevent or limit the exposure of our firefighters. In those areas, um, in the last uh, year and a half, we've, we've made uh, significant strides. And you're benchmarking with other cities, correct? Absolutely, we're benchmarking with other cities, and it's not—it's not something new that we're uh, that we're coming up with. I mean, th- these are best practices mm-hmm. that. Uh that we're seeing in other cities that we are now taking steps to implement here in the city of Houston, which haven't had, hadn't been done in the past. We applied for a, a assistance for firefighters grant, a federal grant to allow us to retrofit and modernize our fire stations with exhaust vehicle exhaust recovery systems. We have 94 stations. Not one of them had those, uh, those systems. And, in, an, in a system as active as Houston, where we run about a thousand calls a day, that's a lot of exhaust coming out from these trucks every time they start the sure. the apparatus. So we're we received the grant. We're starting with 15 fire stations this year, mm-hmm. and the plan is to is to get all 94 outfitted within the next three or four years. In addition to that, we received. Through our corporate sponsors, again, we received some monies to start outfitting and retrofitting our stations with commercial washers for the firefighters to, to put their gear in and wash their gear after every every incident. That is, a, you know, that's not a, a requirement, but we should be looking to do things above and beyond the minimum requirements. And that's what we're focused on because, uh, look, we need to take care of the, of the firefighters who take care of our community. Absolutely. We know that this is a, a very high priority for you and for the Houston Fire Department. Also, another topic of conversation uh, continues to be pay parity. Can we talk about that? Absolutely. Look, uh, pay parity is, is an initiative that was uh, that was put forth by the um, by the Labor Association, Local 341, and uh, it's, it's seeking to get the same pay and benefits uh, as far as incentive pays mm-hmm. for firefighters as PD. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, um, earlier on this year, we, we went to uh, collective bargaining and uh, we didn't reach an agreement on pay. I can yes. tell you that most of the uh, articles, the uh, non-monetary articles, uh, 
we found common ground, and I think we were able to move forward in those in, in those areas. But the pay disparity uh, from what the city was able to afford at that time, which was nine and a half percent, to what the firefighters were asking, which uh, at some point was up to seventeen percent. Um, that was a, that was a huge gap, and uh, so we didn't reach an agreement at the table. Um, the firefighters have put forth this petition for for pay parity, and they're seeking to get the the, the exact same pay and the same incentive pays as as PD. Now, um, my budget is is this year is five hundred and three million dollars. It's a huge budget, but ninety one percent of it is in wages and benefits. So I'm working really off of a mm-hmm. off of about nine percent, and and fifty six percent of that left over about those forty five million dollars are in restricted accounts. You know, for fuel and and sure. IT supporting. So all what's those. the solution, so, Chief? What is the solution well, to this then? The solution is that I'm going to have to. Um, look at ways to to restructure in areas where we can the organization to be able to provide a a uh, department that is resilient that is sustainable and where i can create some capacity in the operation side to to reinvest into the equipment and the materials and the and the support that the firefighters need because with this pay parity i think what's important to uh, to understand is that uh i have no access to that money to to deliver on for trucks or for facility, facilities or for equipment or for training. You know, that's an operational side. So all the um, the parity only addresses the pay portion of, of the firefighters. So it's um, it's going to be challenging to to um, secure the resources for uh, operationally. But um, it's on me, and, you know, this this was thrust, you know, put on my plate here to, to try to figure out how I create some, some reorganizations and to create some capacity to be able to, to deliver the service that this community is expecting. Well, and that and, and that goes back to the foundation and the uh, resources from uh, the community to help offset some of these needs and to uh, afford us to maintain a very high caliber uh, uh, sense of equipment and all of the uh, services that we expect here in our great city. So to you and the entire Houston Fire Department, thank you for your service. Thanks for all that you do. And and we're confident in a city like Houston, Texas, that uh, philanthropic opportunities uh, opportunities will present themselves to the Houston Fire Department because you guys are our first responders and we need to make sure you have everything you need, all of the tools, all of the equipment to keep us safe and at the same time to make sure that our firefighters are safe and that I have all of the uh, necessary precautions and and, uh, resources to uh, make sure that they are very well protected. So Fire Chief Samuel Peña, thank you so much for joining us here on the radio. Thank you very much, Dr. Murillo, and and I wish everybody a, a very good day and a great weekend. Thank you so much. And on behalf thank of the you. Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, we'd like to thank you for joining us here on Intercom Radio. On behalf of our board and staff, we ask you to please visit our, our website and make sure you stay engaged with the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. My name is Dr. Laura Murillo, and we hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you.